Welcome to the Concrete Podcast, where we talk all things concrete. Featuring your host, Brandon Gore. cannot be completed as dialed. Please check the number and dial again. This is a recording. Well, you ready to do this? Pardon? You ready to do this? Uh, I think so. I mean, you're, you're a little um, um, uh, muffled in my mm. ear, and it may be my phone, uh, or it may be something about the audio. Let me see. Is that, well, let me turn up the audio real quick. Hold on. Yeah. Test, 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 test. Hmm. It shows that the audio is pretty good. On this. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Cool. Yeah, do you have the volume on your phone turned all the way up? Pardon? Do you have the volume on your phone turned up, the little thing on the side? Yeah, yeah, I do. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's up too far. Hmm. I don't think it can be too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. I mean, you can turn up to eleven, and that's that's too far. <laughs> All right. Well, let me. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, you're you're not supposed to say that out loud, but it's true. So my guest today is Michael Carmendy out of Holyoke, Massachusetts. Is that correct, Carmendy? Yeah, that's correct. Awesome. And uh, tell us. Well, first of all, let's get started with what do you do, and how long have you been doing it? Well, um, I work in concrete, and I've been working with uh, in concrete for quite a while, I guess. I mean, I've been working since uh, the late 90s, and uh, I've gone from precast uh, traditional materials into uh, GFRC. Um, currently, almost everything I do is on site. Um, almost everything I do is cast in place. Um, that doesn't mean that I don't still use my shop to make some elements that I bring on site. But I find it's um, um, that most of the work is is done right where it's going to go. Awesome. Well, that's the focus of this podcast today: is cast in place versus precast, and why you would choose one over the other. Now, I personally have done very, very limited cast in place. It's it scares me to death. If something goes wrong on a job site, uh, it could be catastrophic. But you seem to prefer cast in place. Why is that? Um, I, I like the drama of what happens on site. Uh, I mean, uh, things can go wrong, and that makes you pay extra attention to making things go right. But the other thing you get about cast in place is you get to be part of that construction project. You are not some anonymous person who's, uh, who's uh, doing some sort of weird magic often uh, off someplace else. Uh, you're, you're doing it right in front of them. So... Um, and very often, an on-site crew seeing that will, will help you out and, and, and help you make it better than you could have made it yourself. So you like, you like being under a microscope with the customer? Absolutely. It, 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 it gives them far more trust in what I'm doing. Uh, I mean, I'm, everything that we do in concrete is under the microscope anyway. The smallest uh, little thing that, that you forget can lead to the biggest failure. And that's true both in the shop as it is on site. Man, I hate 
when customers, if I'm, if, which I don't do deliveries often, but if I'm doing delivery yeah. Yeah. and the customer is standing over my shoulder, it stresses me out so much. I prefer to be the wizard behind the curtain and they never get to see me. I ship it to the job site. Well, that's it. Well, I, I, I get that. I mean, uh, I mean, the customer doesn't want to, you don't want to ever show any flaws, but of course, if there are any flaws, the customer is going to see them in an outsized sort of way. I mean, I have to admit that these mistakes have been made when I've cast on site, but nine times out of 10, I'm using my customer as my employee as well, um, which makes it theirs. It makes it part of their story. And, um, they really own it. I mean, it really becomes something that, that they, they love because they've had their hands in it. And they've never been offered that opportunity in, in almost anything else they've done. Um, but I don't necessarily need them to help in order to get that impression. They've, they've seen the work that it, it is involved in order to get what um, I make for them. Um, the, they, they understand that it's not an easy thing to do. It, it, it becomes something invariably they're really proud of having. That's an interesting way to look at it. Um, why did you make the switch from doing precast to cast in place? Um, it happened kind of accidentally. Um, I was um, scheduled to make this, this bar um, um, for the for a new restaurant and it was going to be 22 feet long 22 and a half feet long and that's something that um i mean i've made pieces that large but i've moved into a new studio and if it had been 20 feet long i could have made it in the shop and got it onto the back of a tow truck and then uh delivered it that way um but it was at 22 and a half feet long there was no way i could easily get it out of my shop and onto onto a truck and onto site so I decided to um, break the form into two and bring it on site and cast it in place. Um, and it was it was in a form. It was on, on wheels, um, but it was essentially going where it was going to go. Um, I just, after casting, had to take it out of the form, dr- um, drop it to the ground, and, and move it oh, 13 inches over to the wall. Um, so... For all intents and purposes, it was cast in place uh, with the addition that I had to get it out of its form and get it to the ground. Gotcha. Um, but it was really kind of thrilling working because the, the piece weighed, you know, 5,000 pounds. Insane. Um, instead, of, instead of doing the mix myself, I was able to work with uh, a ready mix truck. And there was something to the experience of... of of having a ready-mix truck in a finished space uh, with everybody involved, uh, owners and other trades there for, for this, this thing. Um, it was kind of a carnival-like atmosphere um, that everybody got uh, a good story out of. That's awesome. So today when you do a piece uh, for a customer, what is the deciding factor on which method you choose, precast or cast in place? It really depends on the circumstance. Um, recently, I did a bathtub. Um, it was on an, uh, an island, so a ferry was involved, and the, the bathtub would have been about 3,000 pounds if I'd cast it in place. And getting 3,000 pounds of, of anything onto an island is going to be hard. So, and the, the, there was the other aspect is the, the bathtub, although large, um, took about 120 gallons 
120 gallons of water is around about 1,200 pounds. 1,200 pounds of water um, would be overmatched by 3,000 pounds of concrete. So the, it would be very hard without radiant coils to make uh, that water warm. Um, so I decided to make the, the tub element um, in the shop and then cast around it to a cast the plates around, essentially, and, and um, meet the two. It, it turned out seamlessly. It looks like it was cast in place, um, but I was able to get the quality control that you can get in the shop um, in the tub. I was also able to make the tub uh, a lot lighter than it would have been had I had to work with cast in place techniques uh, on site. Gotcha. So you do a hybrid sometimes, or you do both on one one piece? Very definitely. I mean, like I'm I'm looking at each project, uh, you know, for for what it needs. I mean, very often the traditional concrete is going to be just fine for a cast and waste piece. Um, but I mean, sometimes another material is is the way you want to go. I mean, there are there are many options, as as many people know, in concrete. I mean, you've got glass fiber reinforced concrete, engineer cement composite. You can use rapidly setting um, uh, cements, um, or you can be very traditional with uh, steel reinforcement. It depends. It depends on what you need to do. I mean, what can the floor take? What um, sort of time do you have uh, to, to work on site? What was the atmosphere on site? I mean, if the atmosphere is, is, looks toxic on site, I mean, and I've been stupid enough to take the job, then I want to get out of there as quickly as possible. Gotcha. If the site offers me, uh, if the site offers me some more time to, to, to work, then I can work with, um, uh, you know, a traditional concrete and I can I can uh, I can play with that kind of weight and I, I mean but it depends gotcha. uh, so so I mean I I look at, at um, the the fact that I do cast in place initially is as another arrow in my quiver because I come from a long long-term uh, cast in the shop uh, uh, background um, but I really enjoy the experience and what has allowed me to make my shop is a place where I can do a lot of experimentation. I, I work with a lot of different materials and find out how they work together. And that really enhances what I can do on site. Um, and the fact that the people are there and they get to see what I do um, and hopefully not screw up gives them, you know, an extra appreciation for what this material is. Um, so I enjoy it. They enjoy it. Um, I also get to make much, much, much larger pieces than I could in the shop. Um, a job I had last year, there were not one but two pieces that were well over 30 feet long with, with waterfalls on either end. Um, that's a hard thing to move. Absolutely. Um, if, so, so I get to make some things that are bordering on huge. Um, yeah. And, and I get to deploy them with a certain elegance. I mean, I mean, there are some downsides. I mean, if you're looking for an absolutely uh, factual piece, there are always going to be some sort of things that indicate how it was made. And it's going to be part of the story. Um, and so your, your client needs to accept that the human hand is going to be involved. I mean, especially because uh, the, the ultimate surface, because we're dealing often in counters, um, it's going to be a, um, a completely hand-worked surface. Um, so they better be okay with the, the gesture of the human hand. 
Absolutely. Well, you've always been known for scale. When I teach classes, I talk about becoming known for something, whether it's sinks or countertops or planters. And I, I tell the classes, there's a guy named Michael Carmody who's known for scale. Pieces that are insane that nobody else will touch, he's the go-to guy to make these huge pieces either pre-cast or cast in place, but to, to bring those to reality. Um, you've never been afraid of scale. It's always been your thing. It has been. It has been. I mean, and, um, I, mean I, I used to really enjoy the theater, and I still do enjoy the theater of moving something that's very big. Um, you have to, to build an infrastructure to go along with it. Um, I mean, you, you, the, the creating t- uh, techniques um, have to be both serve each particular leg of how you're going to deploy on site, and then it the the creating system has to fall apart in an elegant way, and at no time can anybody have um, any lack of confidence in what you're doing. Um, it's a show. I mean, that show demonstrates the, the, the confidence of your client that you are also, uh, with the elegance of your deployment, are deploying something that they're going to love too. Uh, I love you. <laughs> I love the way you phrase things. It just sounds so good. Um, so since this is really because what you're, what you're specializing in more and more these days is cast in place, what has been your biggest failure to date with a cast in place piece? Um, um, there are, there, the, the projects I just described about, uh, the bathtub, um, I actually had a blowout. I mean, that almost never happens. I, I made a stupid mistake and, um, I was working with, um, uh, rapidly setting concrete. Um, and so it, it was in the front of the, in, in the midst of everybody uh, uh, watching what I was doing, uh, the form blew out. Um, not a great circumstance. Um, however, um, I was able to recover by, by I mean, taking the form apart and ma- uh, removing the, 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 the first piece um, and then setting up uh, you know, a day later to do uh, the final casting. Um, you know, it, it, it was a lesson. Um, I was, I, I thought that I could cut a corner in that case, and, and it nearly bit me hard. Gotcha. But well, in, the end, in the end, it tur- tur- turned out just fine. Awesome. Well, that was my next question, is what has been the best lesson you've learned when it comes to cast in place? Um, it, it's the same lesson that everybody in this business um, uh probably knows true is true it's like if you have to ask the question then the answer is you have to do it <laughs> you know? that's true <laughs> yeah. and a good friend of mine uh told me that uh hydraulic pot pressure is something not to be trifled with. that's that's correct never underestimate hydraulic pressure and i always underestimate hydraulic pressure to this day it's, and you, it's amazing. you do, apparently. I know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I mean, like so, like if I'm doing a waterfall. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, on site or in in the shop or anything. That, I mean, the amount of, of structure around the form uh, to make sure that things don't move uh, much because they are going to move. 
um, are really important. I mean, those whalers better be big. And, and, and it is a really good idea if you can arrange it to get truck-like ratchet straps uh, around everything. Um, and and you you tighten them so so that they 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 make a certain tone. You know what that tone is. So as you're doing your casting, you 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 pluck the the strap to see if the tone's gone up. If the tone's gone up, then then the the, the form is pushing out. Um, but at least you will have a, a system to 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 tighten it down. Uh, and always 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 have um, three or four times as many clamps as you think you might possibly need in the worst circumstance. Absolutely. That's good advice. Well, that brings me to my last question. And that is, if you could give advice to somebody just now getting into this industry, what would that advice be? Um, get a real job. <laughs> and what would that be? Like, Work at Starbucks? Uh, well, it's, it's, a, it's a really good question because I mean, some of the best people in the world are drawn to concrete. And, um, and everybody admits that they're a bit foolish to have got into it because, I mean, it's, it's a really difficult material. It's, I mean, concrete is one of these things that will, um, uh, the minute you think you know anything about it, it's going to teach you, um, and rather unsubtly, how much you don't know about it. Um, you have to be absolutely committed to it. It's, it's a beautiful material, um, but you can't have the kind of normal assumptions people have with businesses. There are no proprietary secrets. Uh, the secret is hard work. Um, uh, you, you have to be in love to use this material, and if you're not, it's going to show. Awesome. Great so advice. if you think that if you... If you think that you have um, enough love to go through all the heartache um, that this material is going to give you, um, if you think that, that you can continue to make decisions based on, uh, on, on factors you have no idea um, um, about now, I mean, that, that you, you, st- you can stay dynamic, that you can stay, um, you can find that that love uh then maybe the materials for you uh, if you're looking for a steady gig um you're a fool <laughs> that's yeah i mean that's sage advice i agree you got to want to do this and if you it, i see guys yeah. that maybe do flat work or other things and they think i'll transition into doing uh decorative concrete whether it's sinks or countertops and it's a whole other ball game you have to really want to do it to do it. It, it really is. I mean, you're dealing, you, I mean, you're not, I mean, people understand flatware because uh, uh, the, the, a lot of uh, flat work and other kinds of, 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 of concrete um, elements because um, the full senses aren't necessarily appreciating them. It's like, you know, you walk along the sidewalk, you, know, you park your car on driveway, uh, you require a foundation to build a, a, a house, um, you might even build a wall, but like um, nobody is putting their nose against it and and, and rubbing their hands all over it. Um, if you once you come into the idea, the idea of sinks and counters and hearths and uh, fireplace surrounds and uh, uh, architectural elements that are handled by by directly by the human senses, I mean, uh, not just the decorative elements, but something that's part of their environment. You have to be able to to um, provide a solution that each client um, sp- 
specifically is going to need. So you're going to have to be able to be uh, uh, fluid enough um, and astute enough to, 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 to prize out what it is that they, they want and what they need. Um, you can't just give them um, a boilerplate solution that's just not going to work. Sure. Well, I say the other thing, too, is flat work or foundations or anything of that nature, it's all been figured out. It's, it's way older than what we do, in a sense. And so uh, the science of it, the forms, the, the form ties, the whalers, the whole system has been thought out, and you just follow numbers. You know, uh, With what we do, so well, much well, of the time I mean, is we're doing it for the first time ever. Nobody's done this the way we're doing it. And so it's, it's an experiment a lot of the time. We're, we're hoping it's going to work out. Well, let's hope it's an experiment all the time because, I mean, that, that brings improvements. I mean, I mean, I mean and the, what you just said um, folds back onto what you were just saying about uh, established trade techniques, and that's all they are, established trade techniques. There's no reason that those te- techniques uh, can't be updated. Um, I mean, concrete is, uh, is a material that um, anybody, you ask anybody who works with it, um, nobody understands. And if they say anything else, they're lying. Or they, or, or they just got into it and they think they know everything. Sure. Um, the kind of, of work that you and I do, um, we are we're pushing the boundaries. We're all uh, of of what is possible. We're also introducing the possibility of new techniques that, that could be used in you know writ large in the, in the building industry. Absolutely. Absolutely, and sometimes. I've personally developed techniques to, to cast a piece that I found out later have been around for 50 years, used for other concrete applications. I just didn't know about them. So that also exactly. happens as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, do you yeah, have more. any other parting advice, Carmody? No, I don't know. Um, um, avoid February in New England. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice. Um, no, I, I, I think, I think we've covered, a, a you know, a small section of, of, of what concrete is. I mean, um, concrete is, um, one of the most exciting materials th- there is. Um, and anybody working in it should never forget that. I mean, then the, the, they have a client that wants it. Um, um, it's a gift. Absolutely. All right, sir. Well, that will conclude this episode, and I'm sure we'll speak again uh, soon on something else, on another concrete topic. I look forward to it, Brandon, and um, thanks. Thanks for calling me up. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye.